0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business Podcast here with Tamar Turner. And I know it's been a little while before I gave you guys some content, been doing I'm a lot of traveling myself, and I'm really just trying to get things together, but definitely didn't forget about all my listeners, all my supporters out there, and even everybody who's been a part of this podcast and been a part of this journey so far. So I appreciate you all for coming back and tuning in for another episode. I actually have a, a very, very, very exciting announcement this weekend as you guys are listening to this episode. So I'm really excited for what's to come. But um, even more focused on right now, even more excited to be sitting with a really, really good friend of mine from East Carolina University. Her name is Miana Bryan and um, she went on to start her own mental health organization called the Mental Elephant. So um, she's going to give us a little insight into that, a little bit about her story, a little bit about what she does, what her organization offers. So Miana, how you doing today?
1: I am doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me on here. It is great to speak to you and to speak to your listeners.
0: For sure. For sure. Now, thank you for uh, making the time out for uh, to come on the podcast. We appreciate it for sure. So can you just give us um, a little background, maybe like about yourself? I kind of already told them we knew each other through ECU, but just a little bit about yourself, like what you um did, what you do now.
1: Um. Uh, OK, so hello, everyone. My name is Miana Bryant. I am a, well, I guess not recent, but I am an East Carolina alumni. I graduated with a math, not a master's. I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology and criminal justice, and I'm currently pursuing my master's in criminal psychology. So I work a lot with therapists and counselors and just being in the psychological field. But in my undergrad at ECU in 2016, I founded The Mental Elephant. We are a nonprofit organization based on positive mental health and spreading awareness of mental illnesses and mental health problems in college communities and also in lower income communities and especially in the African-American and African household. We want to definitely get the conversation of mental health, mental illnesses and speaking to therapists going and something that's really talked okay.
0: about Okay, most definitely i like all of that and so i was actually just thinking as you said your name one of the first things i want to lead this off with is actually the name itself the mental elephant so um it's something that i really do have an interest in when it comes to all organizations all like artists whatever the case may be how they came up with names that are different from their own like biological names and just how they came up with names for organizations or for themselves so where actually did the name uh, the mental elephant come from
1: uh, that is probably the most asked question. So the mental elephant um, originally was actually going to be called the mental cheetah because cheetahs were originally my favorite animal. But after talking to my mom and us kind of going over everything, we looked into what an elephant means and what different animals mean. And elephant just really resonated with us. And then we also, thought about the elephant in the room analogy that a lot of people use for mental health so we just felt that the mental elephant was kind of perfect to reflect what i'm trying to do so
0: okay so going off of that and um actually it's really funny that you said that just because growing up one of the first animals um, that i was introduced to and that i really took a favor to it was a cheetah just because of how fast they move and just how sly they were so great minds think alike so we definitely um can be friends can agree on that one And then kind of also something that you ended that last answer with was what you want to do. So I know that you talked about the psychology that you studied, who you've worked with, um, what you do now, what your organization looks to offer. What would you say if you can kind of just give one is a personal goal that you have, whether it be for the mental elephant, whether it be for yourself, just a personal goal?
1: So my personal my one personal goal for the mental elephant would be that the mental elephant becomes a household name, kind of along the lines of the YMCA or urgent care or things like that. I want the mental elephant to be in every neighborhood across America and provide no cost or extremely low cost therapy to everyone, no insurance required or anything like that. Um, my personal goal for myself, in all honesty, is to have a building named after me, which I know is weird, but I. For some reason, (laughs) want to leave such a powerful impact that somebody's like, yo, we need to name a building after her somewhere. Is there
0: a particular location for this building or just anywhere?
1: Uh, Anywhere is fine. But if you really want to pull on my heartstrings, I would definitely say my hometown in PG County, Maryland. Anything in PG, Maryland that has my name on it is definitely like an over the moon accomplishment for me
0: okay so y'all heard it here shout out to everybody if we have anybody any listeners in pg county but okay a building named after i, I wouldn't really say that's weird that that's actually kind of different and that's really um something great to leave behind in all honesty so i like that so i of switching gears a little bit for somebody who may not be well versed with mental health maybe didn't take any classes on it, maybe really just doesn't know too much about it other than what they may see or what they may read. Or for somebody who doesn't know about your organization specifically, how do you kind of break that down to them? How do you kind of, um, not necessarily approach them, but how do you just explain things to them, to somebody who's kind of not too familiar with things?
1: Um, I would definitely just start off by, I've learned that when it comes to mental health and mental illness, the best way to get that conversation started with somebody is to provide something relatable. So I would definitely kind of talk more so about how they're doing or how someone in their family is doing or things along those lines. They try to direct the conversation just to talk about, you know, mental illnesses and kind of mental health problems that may come up in different communities or in within different demographics. And just explain the basic hardcore statistics of one in every four Americans has a mental illness and the African-Americans are 20% more likely to experience mental health problems in America. I would definitely just provide hard facts and discuss kind of some of the treatment and some of the positive effects towards mental health and mental illnesses
0: most definitely okay i like that i have a two-part question for you right now so hmm, what would you say led you to just want to do like to want to start this to want to offer these services offer this kind of therapy this counseling this i don't know to me love nurture like all of that just understanding just compassion to what made you really want to start the mental elephant and and then, to kind of follow up with that, is there anything that looking back you wish you could have done differently with this um whether it be you wanted to start a little sooner or you might have done a different partnership or a different collaboration or anything along those lines
1: uh, okay, so for the first part, what pushed me to start the mental elephant um was a quote that my mom told me in the beginning of me like starting my college career, she always told me to be the person that you wish you had when you were younger. And I very much so have believed that. So just once I was diagnosed with um, major depressive disorder, I just tried my best to talk to other people and see if there's other people experiencing the same things and to try to provide that helping hand or that conversation or just a hug or a meal or anything to people who honestly feel like they're alone. Because one thing about depression, it is the master of making you feel like you are all alone in this world and making you feel like there's no help so I definitely just wanted to not have people feel the same way that I feel sometimes because I know how hard that can be um so for the second part of the question I I would definitely say that the one thing I would change about the mental elephant would just be the engagement I definitely think that because I'm you know in grad school and Uh, work for myself and like I'm since I'm doing so many things I don't have the hours in the day that I want to put towards the mental elephant and in return like you see that in a response when you don't have that many people participating and not that much engagement so I would definitely say the one thing I would change about the mental elephant is just a lot more engagement a lot more awareness and just being able to reach more people
0: got you okay And then still going into that, honestly, great. You made great points all around, just it almost seeming to stem from stem from a personal thing. Just you recognizing that, look, hey, I have an experience. I've I've been through this, like you said, the major depressive order. But this is something that you can not only well, this is something that you can not only go through, but grow through and something that you can then live to to tell your story and then just be there to be an advocate and be a resource for others. So I definitely do um, commend you on that. For people who kind of just don't know, like I said, I did go to um, ECU with Miyana, but I've seen Miana kind of start this whole thing. I've seen kind of where she's came from. I've seen her tell her story, share her story. I've seen her be there to help others out. So now to see her then just honestly manifest everything that she's ever talked about. And really, um, to be able to be alongside her, to throw events, to be able to collab with her, just to see how she works and just to see her ethic behind it all and her reasoning and understanding the others is really just something that is impressive for me. So, uh, definitely commendable, commendable job to me and everything that she's doing currently and everything that she's going to do moving forward. So, um, so Miano, I was watching, I was kind of, of course, of course I was going through your website and of course, cause I wasn't able to catch it when it aired live, but I, couldn't help but watch the CBS uh, special that you did. So um, for you, I know that that was a very um, great accomplishment, a great milestone, not only for you, but uh, for the mental health. I mean, for the Mental Elephant organization as a whole. So can you just kind of walk us through like what that what that day was like, what it was like leading up to that, what the actual experiences was sitting on that set and just kind of I'm um, just being on there, just being able to tell people about what you do, what you love.
1: Um, OK, so this will actually be my first time talking about it um so to start i would definitely say that the entire experience the opportunity and everything is nothing but a blessing from god probably about a month before the airing and before everyone knew what was going on i was actually kind of struggling with what to do with the mental elephant in general i didn't know where to take it or what to do next so i just was praying heavy over it and trying to do my best with it and then i just looked at my email and Lo and behold, they're the email from CBS Broadcasting um, asking me about the mental elephant and if I'm available to come to New York for a couple of days and just a lot. So probably I would say that, about three weeks before it aired is when I first got the email. So within those three weeks, they CBS had producers come down to Greenville, North Carolina and film me on campus and interview me on campus. And I had to hold an event and do a lot on campus. And then the following week, they flew me and my parents out to New York so that way I could be on CBS. And the actual day of the interview was amazing. They had us in an amazing hotel that was like right in the heart of Manhattan. They took care of us the whole time, cars everywhere. But even just walking in the broadcasting center and being in the building and being next to Gail King was amazing. And my favorite memory of the entire day is easily as soon as we walked into the studio and walked into the recording room, um we sat down and I'm sitting in the front row with my parents and my dad is telling me like to remember to smile and stuff and then we see Gail King come in so everybody's standing and clapping and super happy that Gail King is here and when everybody quiets down and they're putting the mic on her the first thing out her mouth is where's Mianna where's Mianna Bryant where's Mianna and I'm like I'm I'm right here. So I like stood up like, hi, I'm Yana. And she's like, oh, I watched your story that they're going to air. And I looked at your website and you're amazing. And I'm so proud of you. And I was like, oh, thank you. um, And then one of the producers was like, yeah, and these are her parents. And she was like, oh, your parents are here. So then she spent about five minutes just raving to my parents about me. And it was it was amazing. And that and then being able to just talk about the mental elephant to talk about mental health and college communities and the things that need to be done and the stigma behind mental health with such powerful people like Gail King and Dr. Ken Duckworth, who is the director of medical services at the National Alliance of Mental Illnesses. And just a lot of other people. So as a whole, it was an amazing day. Definitely going to be one of my favorite memories of my life. Wow.
0: The, just I mean, just the vivid picture you painted for me just now. It almost made me feel as if I was there, if, if I was in Manhattan with you. But like I said, just being able to watch that special and, and see you speak, like I said, just so fluently about what you do, what you love, your past experiences, what you are getting ready for for the future with such noteworthy people is definitely something to always cherish and, and be prouder for sure. So with the mental um elephant and just with everything that you guys have done so far what would you say has probably been your favorite like testimonial that you've gotten whether it be from um somebody specifically to you whether it just be maybe anonymously or what what would you say has been kind of like the greatest feedback for you throughout all of this
1: mm-hmm. I that really threw me off. I I would definitely say I don't have one specific testimony because there's a lot of people that definitely have made me shed a gangster tear or two. But I would say that anytime I'm able to the main thing that kind of gets to my heart is anytime I'm able to help someone when it comes to starting medication or to get back on their medication or things like that, because a lot of people don't actually realize how tentative and how um, like, how questionable and how scary being on or being off medication can actually be. So I love when I'm able to actually help someone and maybe start the process of being on medication or someone who was on medication and is currently going through a serotonin withdrawal because they got off of it for whatever reason, getting them help and just trying to help them get back to where they want to be is definitely probably my favorite situations.
0: Understood. Okay. Knowing that there are a lot of other people out there like you, whether they be older, younger, growing up, whatever the case may be, whether it be any listeners out there, people who just want to, whether they be advocates for mental health, people who want to work in mental health, people who have had their own battles with mental health, what advice would you give them? What Kind of like what inspiration, I guess, would you kind of give them just to talk about kind of just not speak on your story, I guess, from start to finish. But basically, you told us what happened to your major depressive disorder, but how you still were able to go on and then start this organization. So to people listening out there, whether they kind of want to be involved the way that you're involved or just going through whatever they may be going through, what advice do you have for them?
1: I definitely, the number one thing that I always suggest, and I know it's kind of from a kid movie, but the number one thing I always suggest is to just keep swimming. Um, There, we, in this life, things are going to be hard. That's one thing that just comes with life. You can't experience positive and understand good and appreciate how good things are unless you understand how bad things can genuinely be. And unless you feel the bad and feel the hurt and feel the pain that the world comes with. So having to deal with life's ups and downs is just a normal human being thing. However, there's a lot of stuff that if your brain does not make the chemicals or the balance that it needs to make, there's a lot of things in life that may just be a small inconvenience, but to you, it's the end of the world. And I know for me that that can be anything for me, not being able to get my hair done or me not, having enough money or things of that nature, I definitely would say that having depression and having anxiety and things like that can make your daily struggles 10 times worse. But the main thing that you have to remember is number one, a lot of the times majority of your thoughts are not you. Majority of your thoughts always like to try to separate Miana's thoughts and Miana's situation and how Miana feels from my chemical imbalance and what Thoughts and things that are coming up in my mind that I can't necessarily control, but I can control how I react to them and how they come out of my mouth. But I will also definitely say um, not to be harsh or not to be blunt, but there's nothing that one single person can tell you that is going to automatically cure how you're feeling or your depression or your anxiety. That's just unfortunately not how life works. If tomorrow could tell me something that could make me happy and jump out of my seat right now I would ask for that every day you got to learn and figure out ways to be able to cope and to be able to deal with some of the stuff that you're going to have to deal with every day you got to learn and figure out how to get you yourself through the day through each hour through each 10 minute segment what can you do to just make it to the next 10 minutes all right make it to the next 10 minutes just keep swimming keep going even if you're dragging yourself by the last bit that you have left just keep going, keep going. Do the best that you can, and then rest. Do what you can, try your best, and then just rest. Give it to God. Give it to whoever you pray to, whoever you trust, and just try to do the best that you can.
0: Wow. And I truly hope that everyone caught that Finding Nemo reference. Just keep swimming. But definitely a powerful message. I'm definitely a powerful quote indeed. Something that, yeah, in that movie meant one thing, but can definitely be applicable to life and in, in various situations so thank you for that. I know that you said earlier in this interview that you're essentially you want the mental elephant to be a household name as you rightfully should. So what does that look like for you though? Does that mean more events, more collaborations? Does that mean that you're expanding um, nationwide, perhaps even worldwide? What is making the mental elephant a a, a prominent mental health organization look like for Miana Bryant?
1: For me, making it a household name is definitely making it worldwide and making it something that's known. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of there's a lot of amazing resources out now that are available to people for complete free and like with no effort at all, they just have to know about it or be able to get to it. I definitely want the mental elephant to not only be nationwide, but nationwide and known. I want it to be to the point that okay my son is not doing well in school. He's not eating at home. He's not talking to me. He's not sleeping. All right. In the morning, just like how if your son twisted his ankle and he's in pain and in your mind, okay, in the morning, we're going to go to urgent care. If your son isn't doing well, isn't eating, isn't sleeping. Okay. In the morning, we're going to go to the mental elephant. That's the point that I want the mental elephant to be where people look at it as refuge and look at it as somewhere to go when they don't feel right and don't know what's wrong versus going to psychiatric wards, which can be extremely traumatizing, or going to a family member who might not be that supportive or be that positive. I want to be able to provide a space and a home and somewhere for people to go, no matter how old they are, no matter how much money they do or don't have, so that way when they don't feel well, they have somebody to talk to to help them to feel better.
0: Okay. Well said for sure. If you could Add something, or do something to the with the mental elephant right now. Whether the reason why you haven't done it yet, or the reason why it just hasn't been done yet, whether it be money, whatever the case may be, like if you could just knock off one of your goals for the mental elephant at this very instant, what would that be?
1: At this very moment, it would be to have um, definitely like a mental elephant tour across the country and just have how to adult workshops. I've really been working a lot on just having workshops and just a day of different businesses, different or different everything, being able to come together and you being able to pick and choose which workshops you want to go to. Like if you need to learn how to correctly do your taxes, if you want to know how mortgages work, if you want to know how to buy a car, where to go to buy a car, just different things, how to tie a tie, how to correctly bake, just a lot of different things that a lot of people, especially people our age that are in their early 20s, mid-20s who have just graduated from college and they're now out on their own. They now have to pay bills and do a lot of things that are extremely stressful. And nobody taught us how to do these things. Nobody taught us how to be an adult or how to function in society. They taught us how to find the area of a circle and how to read literature, but nobody taught us things that we actually need. So if I could do anything right now, it would definitely be to have how to adult seminars and definitely help people figure out how to be an adult.
0: I think that that is very crucial, very essential, because a lot of times, even me and my roommates in college discussed how we felt as though we were learning certain things too late or wow, like why couldn't we have gotten this in high school or why could this be something that Is implemented into high schools one way or another. Sometimes we felt um, some electives um, weren't to our liking or we've all had our fair share of electives that we just felt like, wow, this could have been like a high school course or maybe something along those lines. So I definitely um, couldn't agree with you more um, with that point and really just wanting to help people out, whether it be High school is rather be even middle school, even just getting that bug in people's ear is important, just to let them know. Look, this will be here before you know it, and then it'll be over before you know it. And after college, and even after grad school or whatever you decide to pursue, about after that, the adult life is definitely something that's real, very much real. I I read a lot of times people call it ghetto, so I I, I definitely do. It's it's not something that you can never get prepared for a little bit too early. So I think you make a great point there with. The mental elephant with the longevity of it, what would you say is, is a long-term goal for you to add more, maybe like add sub-organizations or just do... Because I already know that you focus on different um, areas, not just mental health. Obviously, you do mentoring. Like you said, you want to do how-to adult seminars. You've hosted events that, that give people the how-tos. You do hair on the side for people who don't know. Like I said, is probably she's, she's hardworking. She had a busy day today. She's sitting down with me right now, but is, is the, is moving forward? Is that the future of what the ele- mental elephant looks like for you? Do you, or have you already just established sub organizations within the organization just to focus on different areas that you kind of just want to tackle in various communities?
1: Oh, no, I definitely, I'm working on an empire over here. I definitely 100% want to Start the mental elephant and have the mental elephant be the foundation, but be able to branch off into a lot of different things. I want to, I definitely want to do a lot with minority children and being in um, the school system and doing something in school system, something for kids at a very young age. I want to do more empowerment stuff. Um, me and my sister do a lot of like technology and photography and making videos, so there's a there's a lot of things that I definitely plan on dipping my finger into and spreading the mental elephant, too. So please stay tuned for what the mental elephant turns into, because we are not going to be a one trick pony or one trick elephant.
0: Oh, for sure not. And I mean, just from knowing you at East Carolina and, and seeing how far we are removed from you're not too far, but almost two years now. And just seeing everything that you've done with it, we know that you're definitely not a one hit wonder. So definitely looking forward to everything that you have coming so So, so, so proud, so fortunate just to be able to be sitting down here with you today and really just discussing some of your accomplishments, some of your your future goals and your ambitions. So for the people out there, where can they um, if they kind of just want to whether it be just read up, just see what type of resources you offer, maybe even look to become a part of the mental elephant or see what you guys have done, what you guys have upcoming. Where can they find you personally? Where can they find information about the organization as well?
1: So for basic information, you can always, always, always go to TheMentalElephant.com. Very simple, straight to the point. And if you actually go to TheMentalElephant.com, it will take you to all of our interviews, all of our videos, our YouTube channel, podcasts, blogs, and everything that we have for social media. We are always at Mental Elephant. Um, and yeah, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything, anything, TikTok, anything that you can be on, The Mental Elephant is on. So you please come and find us. If you hear this podcast and you are one of his listeners and you reach out and follow us, send me a DM or a mention and let me know just so I can know what's going on and who all is interested in The Mental Elephant. Most definitely.
0: And I'll be sure to. Include all of that in the bio that I write for this when I do release the episode and even in the captions and everything from where I post it. So um, just before we wrap things up, is there is there anything that you want to add, whether it be about you, whether it be about the organization, mental health, anything just for the listeners out there?
1: Um, I actually have a question for you, sir. See?
0: wow you're let the record show you're the first person to ever ask me a question on the podcast so i like that
1: I gotta, gotta keep it spicy black girl magic over here so being how you have um if i'm correct you received a master's from syracuse right? correct okay so saying how you now have your master's and your course went to ecu and you are definitely in the adult phase What do you think leads to or kind of pushes the stigma of mental health and talking about mental health more specifically in the African-American male community?
0: I would say for one, um, personally speaking, but then just tying into African-Americans as a whole. Me personally, I'm not really one to talk about my feelings or just express my feelings unless I'm really asked about it or unless somebody really inquires. Otherwise, I kind of just keep them to myself, whether it be kind of good feelings, whether it be bad feelings, whatever the case may be. That's kind of just I've always been that type of person. So I think that a lot of men, specifically African-Americans, adopt that same nature, adopt that same kind of attitude that, yeah, we don't really have to. I mean, not really have to, but I mean, look, if it just is what it is sometimes. And no, that's not something that I'm I'm proud to admit or proud to say, like, that's just how I am. But in a sense, it, it is something that I know I need to work on, hence why I can talk about it. But I do think that that affects us a lot. And then I also think that, because of how it's represented in today's society, whether it be just through social media, whether it be how we we read about certain things, and how like there can just be so much misinformation, so much miseducation out there that unless you really properly do your own research and really genuinely want to learn and know about something, you won't really inquire much about it. Other than if it's, if a joke is being made about it, or if a report comes out about it, or if, however you may come across in today's society but i think specifically in the african-american community it has to deal with a lot of being that kind of that brute that male like that not always wanting to share and talk and not saying that all males are like that because i know plenty who aren't but i know just speaking from myself and from a lot of other people who i know and associate myself with that that can definitely be the reason why well, well thank you i
1: definitely i definitely 100 agree with
0: you okay yeah for sure and i um like i said like i said when we first started like i'm, I'm gonna say it again i, I just want to um, not only tell you how proud I am of you and, and wish you the best of luck with everything moving forward, but just really just um, commend you on all the work that you've done on every on all the lives that you've impacted, that you've changed and um and just really just a short amount of time. And I wish you nothing but the best. I know that the Mental Elephant, along with the Down to Business podcast, along with the host of other organizations and people who we bought on will be household names someday, as long as we all just keep working. So not only a big shout out, a big thanks to Miana, but thank you. Um, To everybody out there for listening um, to the Down to Business podcast. Um, This week, like I said, stay tuned for the important announcement once this episode drops. We definitely do have a big weekend coming. So thank you guys again.